Welcome to the Dog Training Tips Podcast with your host, creator of the Dogmanship Training Academy, Heidi Hamilton. So I have something a bit different for you today. Today's episode is an interview with one of my amazing clients who's doing my online program, the Dogmanship Training Academy. So the goal of this episode is for people who listen to the podcast to feel a little bit less alone if they're struggling with their dog's behavior and inspire them to do something to improve it. So let's have a listen. Hello. So I have Casey here with me. Casey is a member of the Dogmanship Training Academy. So first of all, Casey, can you just tell me your dog's name and breed and age? Um, so my dog's name is Gonzo. He's a mini dash hound and he's nearly three now. Wow. Three. Wow. That's gone by quick. <laughs> really has. <laughs> and is Gonzo your first dog? No. So Gonzo is actually technically my third dog so I had one dog when I was really young um that we ended up having to give away and then I had the typical childhood dog which I had for 17 years and so Gonzo Gonzo was a dog that came after I lost my childhood dog oh wow and so why did you get Gonzo was it just you wanted a dog in your life was there any particular reason that you decided to get Gonzo and get that breed um it kind of just happened really like I don't know I'm one of those people like I feel like if it's supposed to happen it will happen with animals um after I lost my last childhood dog I didn't know if I'd ever be able to get another one again after losing him um and then yeah it kind of just happened he came up I saw through a friend of a friend they posted up there was some dash hounds and I'd always loved dash hounds but I didn't think I was ever going to get one like I thought you know they were just cute and that was it um and, yeah, a friend of a friend put a post up on Facebook with these really cute little puppies and I tagged my parents and I was like, look at how cute these dogs are. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. And then he kind of just two weeks later I had him. He kind of just turned into an early birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like bringing him home? Was it, um, you know, did you start training straight away or what happened when you brought him home? Um, so I got really lucky with him. So I never had any issues like at night time. He always just slept like a log. Like he sleeps right through the night. He'd get offended if I took him out through the night to go to toilet. Like he just slept right through. And he still does the same thing now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he was, I think within the first week, he'd already learned sit, drop, um, and high five. Nice. So we kind of just started like, and it was more just because he was really tiny and cute than everything else that we were just teaching him <laughs> cute tricks. Um, but, yeah, we kind of started, gave him sort of a day or two to settle in and then we kind of just went straight into it. And it's really lucky. He's really intelligent and very keen for treats. So he did anything he could to get a treat. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you're a member of the Dog Chip Training Academy. So what was your reason for enrolling in the program? Um, so when I got Gonzo, he... It was the start of 2020. So at this point, COVID wasn't a thing. Um, And I live away for uni so that, you know, I'm away for uni, then I go back home in the holidays. So when I got him, the initial plan was that I'd be able to travel back and forth to see him and he'd stay with my family. Um, And then I'd graduate uni that year and be done with it. Um, And obviously COVID changed things. Uni got extended out, which meant that he was kind of just left at home with my family for longer because he couldn't live with me at the time. 
Um, and then the poor little guy got stuck in lockdown for pretty well two years. Um, so he kind of, he was in that crucial puppy stage when lockdown started because we're Victorian. So he kind of just got stuck in lockdown with my family and then never got any sort of puppy socialisation or anything. So I think the issues came when he moved up to uni with me in 2021. He hadn't had any socialisation, so he was really reactive to everything. He wasn't used to being left home alone, so that was a really big issue. Um, And when he was left home alone, he was left home with another three dogs, so he kind of had that comfort there. And he was kind of moving into a situation where he was going to be, you know, forced to be around people that he doesn't know all the time, just where we live. Um, So, yeah, when I sort of joined the academy when he moved up here because I was worried about how he was going to adjust with a different environment and how reactive he was. Yeah, yeah. So what was happening at that point, like on your walks, he was sort of just barking or what was going on when he was, when you say reactive, describe sort of what was going on there. Well, we actually didn't go for walks because it was so scary for me, I guess, because he was just so scared and unsure about everything. He was just barking at everything. He was, you know, like he'd just cower over and he just wouldn't enjoy him at all. Like everything was scary. A car would drive past and he'd like try to take off barking at it and like this high-pitched like (laughs) cry thing that he did. Like he just was just scared and unfamiliar with everything so it was you know a ish, an issue for me trying to walk him because he just pull and bark and I don't know it just became traumatic for both of us going out anyway really yeah yeah and so and so then you joined the academy and you got yep. started and so what was your first impressions when you first started what were you feeling sort of like excited or were you feeling nervous or overwhelmed how were you feeling um, I was feeling a lot of things. Like, I'll be honest at first, like, because I've had animals my whole life. At first I was like, why the heck do I need to start at sit and drop? And, you know, like started all those general things. I'm like, you already knows this. Like, I don't get this. Um, And I was a little bit nervous because I was kind of at that point kind of just thought that, you know, we're at the point of no return. That's just how he was going to be. Yeah. And I had a lot of people around me telling me that too. They're like, oh, well, that's just how he is. And, oh, Dash Hounds are just naturally anxious dogs, so you're not going to be able to do anything about it. And I'd had all the advice of, you know, you just need to get him a barking collar, just get him a zapping collar, or you just have to lock him up or just yell at him or smack him or whatever. And so I was really just, like, overwhelmed and scared because, like, I mean, A, I thought that we weren't going to achieve anything and, B, I had a lot of pressure around me about doing things right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. A a lot at first. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned at the start, I mean, I always mention to people when we do our, um, so in the Academy, we do a weekly live Q and A. And I always am saying to people, I know that when you first start, especially if you've come in to the Academy with some sort of problem, like you've got a reactive dog or something like that, and then I say to you, you need to start in phase one and two. And it can be really like, but that's not sort of directly addressing my problem. And yeah. getting the concept of how that foundation work really does solve your problem because you've got that communication system then established. You've got that impulse control, the emotional regulation all established, ready to go for your problem solving. But at the yeah. start, it can, you know, I always am interested to hear what people first think because I'm sure a lot of people feel that exact same way when they first start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's what's changed? What's life like now with Gonzo? 
very different. He's actually asleep on me right now. Oh, hi, Gonzo. <laughs> he's ignoring me. Yeah. Um, it's very different. He's like, I mean, he's always been happy to have a nap on me, but he's calmer in a lot of situations. So I, you know, I was quite happy just to get to the point that I could take him for a walk in a quiet place and that would be enough because, you know, our walks were a lot more just just to get some energy out for when I'm not home or whatever. Um and now, so now he's he's still a little bit reactive, like it's still a work in progress. But um, he goes he goes everywhere with me now. Like, um, we'll have like local markets, and I'll take him down to the local market where there's lots of people and dogs and food, and he's just great. Like, and now I like I'll take him into like pet shops every now and then. If you know, I've had a few weeks where he's kind of just had to be really independent. Um. You know, I'll treat him and take him to a pet shop and he gets to pick his own toys. Mm-hmm. And now we've like become those people that and I love it. We go into the pet shops and people are like, Wow, I wish my dog was that well behaved. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll take him in and you know, he's every now and then like he's really funny. He does like when he gets out of the car, he just does like one bark and I you know, I think it's just a little bit of like excitement, like, oh, where am I? Like, yeah. do I need to be on edge? And then he's like, Oh, actually I don't mind this and and then that's kind of it. We just walk in and he's quite happy to, you know, confidently walk around and look at toys and he doesn't carry on and I'm able to let people, you know, pat him. Like we're still very careful about that and, you know, I'm I'm very fussy with who you interact yeah. with based yeah. off based off how they approach us. Um, but I kind of, yeah, he's just really confident now so I can take him everywhere, which is great. Um, Fantastic. He's yeah, he's a lot more. I don't I don't know what the word is like a, a lot more obedient. I guess like I can um, sit his food in front of him and he won't touch it until I tell him he can. Um, he hates staring at it, but he does it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's just and he's gotten a lot more independent. Like I can leave him at home when he first moved him up to Wagga. He he'd never been crate trained because it was never a problem. Like a problem we were living on on a large property so he was kind of just left outside to roam with the other dogs and we weren't home um but when I moved him up here leaving him outside when I'm not home isn't an option um so I had to crate train him and I honestly thought that it was a lost cause and it just wasn't going to (laughs) happen um and he used to just completely trash his crate I'd come home and he'd just shred absolutely everything everywhere um but now we're actually at the stage I can leave him loose in the house all day and I come home and he's just asleep in the fire in front of the fireplace. So he's he's just, and he's gotten a lot more independent too. Like, I mean, he's sitting cuddling me now, but he doesn't have to be with me 24 seven. He'll, I'll leave him outside during the day. And instead of carrying on the whole time, he'll play with his toys or, or, or sunbake. Like he's just a lot more relaxed in every situation yeah and that's what we want you know there's nothing wrong with them wanting to be with us and wanting to hang out with us but that's very different to being um stressed and anxious when they can't do that you know like it's fine that he likes cuddle and he still likes to be with you but that he can be okay when he's not with you is so good that's awesome yeah, he was, so, um, you've done such an amazing job. You've been so dedicated and, you know, Casey has shown up to so many of our live Q&As and I think that does, it makes a difference because it really 
you get your questions answered. And also I think it just helps to keep that motivation up because you do have, it is a roller coaster. You do have some really good days and some days where you're like, oh, why, why are we, why are we doing this? And you yeah. know, it can get frustrating and especially when you're dealing with a dog who is experiencing some really heightened emotions, it can be really hard for us to manage that. So, um, so I think coming along and just being involved in the community side of things, as well as obviously learning all the stuff and applying it. Um, I think that really helps with motivation and keeping you going. And so well done, because you've just been super dedicated. Um, yeah. So if you could give any advice to somebody who's got a new puppy or a new dog or a dog with some issues, what would you tell them? Um, I guess I would just say to be patient. Like I'm not a very patient person <laughs> and I'll happily, happily admit to that. But I just, you know, I'd be like, oh, he hasn't done it the first time. It's not going to happen. But eventually, like I learned that, the more patient I am, the more willing he's going to be to listen. And I think that's the thing, like patience and consistency. Like the last, I'm in, I'm in my final semester of uni. So for me, I'm not with him a lot. I've got a lot of placements, a lot of assignments, a lot of classes, like everything's, you know, really busy right now. And I think it's really paid off being consistent in those early days. Like when we were in lockdown, we had a lot of fun doing lots of different tricks and challenges and everything. Um, And I think that's really paid off now because, I'm I'm not able to be consistent with everything all the time with him at the moment. It's just how it is. But I don't have to be anymore. Like Yeah, you can you're in maintenance phase. You're not in that teaching phase anymore. Yeah, and he's still got a lot a, a long way to go. There's a lot of things to improve, but I think definitely the consistency. A lot of the times, like we'd only last five minutes and then that was it. He was done. Yeah. But that paid off more than just having a really long period of, you know, we're gonna do this until you get it. Yeah. You know, celebrate the small wins and be consistent with with I guess how regularly you're doing the training and then that'll pay off so that when you're in my situation where you can't be consistent all the time he still kind of just goes into autopilot and does it anyways yeah that's exactly right and I think that's the whole um you know when we're training creating habits so as you know in the academy like a large portion of it is teaching habits to our dogs habits that we want them to have and the idea is that you do need to put in some work at the start because in order to create a habit we need repetition and we need that consistency but the idea is that then that becomes their normal that becomes their normal way of behaving their normal way of living so that you know because we don't all dedicate our entire lives to training our dogs you know like that yeah, yeah. is not realistic for 99% of people is doing that. And even for me, you know, like dog training is a huge part of my life, but I also have a family and a business and, you know, all these other things going on. And so, you know, I need time for those things as well. So putting in that early foundation work really does mean that you can then enjoy them for the next, you know, 10 or 15 years, hopefully, or 17 years, if you get lucky again, um, like your first dog. Um, and so you can really enjoy them for that period of time. Yeah, and I think, like, even on our walk this morning, someone stopped us on our walk and that used to be, like, he'd just freak out and I was like, sorry, I just can't talk to you. Yeah, um, yeah. This morning someone stopped us on our, on our walk and he just put himself in a sit and he just sat there and waited. Oh, what a great. good boy. <laughs> so I think it definitely pays off. Like, the first few stages I used to freak out when he'd freak out, but then he was, you know, feeding off my anxiety and my stress and so I guess that's the other thing I would say too, is just learn to control your own emotions. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about in the academy, yeah. um, contagiously calm and how, um, you know, 
it's not always easy because we can't, you know, like with our dogs, we can't expect them to just switch their emotions off. Um, but learning how to manage it and just knowing that your dog is mirroring that can be really helpful tool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for talking with me today. Thank you for being part of the Academy. It's awesome to have you and you're always a great support for other members as well. So thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll talk to you in one of the live Q and A's. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks. Bye. Before you go, if you want to know more about the Dogmanship Training Academy, I have a free introductory workshop that you can watch right now. You just need to head to dogmanshiptraining.com forward slash free to check it out. Happy training.